Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one. Peace and love, man. <laughs> I like that. That was good. That's a good one. I, I don't know if that was Bob Dylan or if that was uh, <laughs> like uh, Cheech and Chong adjacent. You know, I think it started very Bob Dylan, but ended up floating a little more Cheechy. Not quite Chongy. Remember Cheechy's? Chi-Chi's Pizza. Wait, no. Chi-Chi's mm-hmm. is different. Cece's Pizza. Chi-Chi's was a different thing. Yeah, Chi-Chi's was a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Out there, welcome to the one and only Brokeback Bebop. We're glad you've made it for another episode of this nonsense. How you doing? Are you talking to me or the people? Absolutely not. I, that was, <laughs> I was going for a Blues Cluesian, uh. what do you think? And then we'll leave about 25 seconds for the <laughs> dumbest shit three-year-old kid yeah. to say, it's underneath the toaster. It's, it's underneath the toaster. <laughs> It's where? Shut up, Steve, you stupid bitch. It's right behind you. Huh? Magenta. I've watched a lot of Blue's Clues in my day, Zach. I even watched Blue's Room, which was the semi-live action. I'm very familiar with Blue's Room. No, you're wrong. Blue's Clues was semi-live action. Uh, Blue's Blue's Room Room was was purely animation. Mm -hmm. However, I remember as a very young child... Blue's Room started, and as a baby, I was obsessed with Blue's Clues. I, like, mm-hmm. it was my favorite show. But when Blue's Room happened, I was Your like, face. my childhood's dead. Well, because I still had a little brother and sister, so I was with sure. it through all the Joe years. Joe, not so bad. I don't know who the fuck this new guy is. Alan? Andrew? The vaguely Polynesian one? Your kid siblings were like, can we graduate to, like, Spongebob or Teen Titans? And you're like, you I will watch up. Blue's Clues! Joe's not that bad! <laughs> How you doing, Steven? I'll ask you now. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be here. Before we started watching Bebop together, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm excited to see Zach today. And then we started, and I was like, ah, eh. mistake. The luster wears off fast. Pretty quickly. Well, we have a little distance in between us because we couldn't record for a week because literally the elements were <laughs> against us. <laughs> yeah. I had a power outage, so we couldn't record when we usually do this. And I, I've missed that sweet, beautiful... Sweet. A little misshapen, a little, it's starting to get droopy with age face, but you know, <laughs> we take what we can get. How have you been? What have you been up to? Any any yarns to spill since I haven't talked to you in a minute? You know, I, I had a little sicky throaty yeah. this past week, but I'm feeling a little better now, so hopefully my voice doesn't shit out halfway through recording, and maybe hopefully it does, you know, it depends on which side of the congressional aisle our constituents fall on. Well, when Steven's throat is out of commission, <laughs> this whole enterprise goes to shit. 
It is the uh, can't do the coal that keeps the proverbial throat. furnace without thin. podcast enterprise throat goat Stephen Baker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cowboy Bebop, Brokeback Bebop. Did you want to talk about that concert you went to, or do you want to talk about that on the the other one? Well, fuck Zach. Now that you brought it up, I guess yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll mention it here, but I'm going to talk yeah. about it on the main podcast. That's fine. Too. I don't like how you made it a threat. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm do it. okay with it. I'm gonna talk about it. <sighs> So yesterday, uh, I think on one of the shows that we do, I've talked about Silvana Estrada before. She's a Mexican artist. She Any relation like to a... Eric Estrada of Chips fame? <laughs> I hope so. Okay. I hope that it's just Eric Estrada, but in a wig. He's been talented all along, and no one ever knew. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, started as kind of like a jazz artist who's really made some really cool fusion of like Mexican folk with like blues and rock and roll stuff. But her last album was a very like folk heavy. And that's what you specifically talked about, right? Yeah. And it was fantastic. It's called Marchita. It's a super sad, but it's like beautiful. And she uses her voice as an instrument more than just like singing lyrics. I think like she's a lot of like lyricless moments in her songs where she's just vocalizing. It's incredible. But got to see her for free yesterday. There was like a Latinx festival or something happening around Navy Pier these last couple, literally just the last two days. And she was like closing it out. I didn't recognize any of their names, so I didn't go to support anybody who's not recognized to me, of course. But I went to go see her and it was incredible. Like there were maybe, I don't know, less than 100 people there. But it was really, really cool. Just Did you sit sit up close? Were you really close? super close and we were like sitting on a lawn like she was performing it was just her and like two bandmates and it was just incredible it started raining at one point and like is it at that big amphitheater left. that's near the bean no it's not it was at like a not small little smaller like, that. stage that they put up like that's right so next cool. to navy pier yeah that's so it was neat. awesome she's like getting traction she's a tiny desk she was reviewed by anthony fantano so she's and like those are the traction. two things that mean that you're successful i mean basically society. right i'm just waiting for the day we get on nardwar <laughs> What does 10, 100 feet from a school mean to you? (laughs) Is that your Nardwar impression? Yeah, it started pretty good. (laughs) But it was fantastic. It started raining and the white people left, but like everyone else was still there. And it was like really cool. And she was like really like grateful. And she spoke mostly in Spanish during her performance, but it was like simple enough stuff that I could understand a lot of it. Must be so nice living in Chicago. That is not what we get for the free concert, say, at the Indiana State Fair. (laughs) Although I'm pretty sure Jesse McCartney was just the free show, so wow, you know I yeah. would have been real hyped about really that 15 living. years ago. Which I remember that episode of the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody that you were on. Do you remember when he came to Ball State when we were there and people camped out for like days to really? get tickets? No, I don't really remember that, but I wasn't living on campus. Yeah, people like camped out in all. front of the box office for like at least 24 hours, and I'm like, you know, you can just line up. No one else is here but you, 20. That was a cool thing about college. I got to see a couple cool events like that. Like, I saw David Letterman speak, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I saw the actor that played Walt Jr. on Breaking Bad. I saw him speak. Yeah, that was you also did. really cool. I knew there was a girl that was on Tinder when we were in college that was like, I used to date him, and I like, saw her all the time. On really? The- used to date R.J. Mitty or used yeah. to date David Letterman? <laughs> a little of both. Let's get into Cowboy Bebop. We're talking about the 25th. Second session, but this is the 23rd episode of Brokeback Bebop. It makes sense. Don't yeah, think guys. too hard about it. It's like the Rambo movie titles. Exactly. Just go with it. It doesn't matter the continuity. Rocky Four. We're, We're talking about Cowboy Funk. Mm. 
This episode was storyboarded by Tensai Okamura. It was directed by Kunihiro Mori, and it was written by Keiko Nobumoto. And in Japan, it was originally aired on March 27th, 1999. And here in the U.S. of A, February 15th, I wrote 200. February 15th, <laughs> 200. So now I want I don't Back quite remember time. if it would have been 2001 or 2002. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. <laughs> it came out in the year 200. <laughs> A.D.? Or was it pre-Jesus? It was pre-Jesus. Ah, clearly. 2002. February 2002. Wow. It was kind of a holdover, maybe, because well, of they the wanted whole to, you know 9-11 resemblance yeah. of it all. <laughs> well, well, most of the end of the series aired November 2001. So they definitely held this over, which this would <laughs> yeah. be a fine, like, bonus lost episode of Cowboy sure. Bebop because it's a good episode, but it's pretty removed from a it's lot like, of stuff. Remember that time that we blew up the Twin Towers? No, no, no. The mm-hmm. other time. <laughs> Not the real Not, Not the, the time that they were shooting on, a, on an airplane. Yeah. The time that the Twin Towers blew up. <laughs> Let's do some trivia. I've got one, Uno, single <laughs> question for you. I've got three, so why don't you go ahead and go, Zach? Okay, when the teddy bomber lifts his sleeve, how many explosive devices are on his arm? Uh, The first time, I'm assuming, is what you're referring to, and there were three. Yes. Nice. What does YMCA stand for? Young man. I have to think through the lyrics of the song. Well, in the show, what does YMCA stand for? I know, it's in the song. Young man. (laughs) It's a cowboy association, but I kind of forget what the YM is. Well, you said it 11 times. Uh, young is it Men's really Cowboy young Man? Association. Is it really? Young Men's Cowboy okay. Association. Isn't the so real one like Young Men's Christian Athletics or Young Men's uh, Community Assholes or something? I don't know. It's a place for boys to go. Yes. Young Men Contemplating... I mean, let me get a clean read on Atheism. that. Yeah. No, no, no. Young Men Contemplating Anal. Nice. That's great. That's Thank good. You. Put that on a t-shirt. What is Jet dressed as at the masquerade party? Put it on a t-shirt for what? What's the audience for that t-shirt? I'd wear it. Tell me the question one more time. <laughs> what is Jet dressed as at the masquerade party? Kind of a hippie, but was there something specific? No, no, I said a stoner, like hippie stoner, that works. Okay. Um, I, I, I wouldn't really call it hippie. I mean, his hair was long, but I didn't see any beads, no fringe, but I'll give it to you. I think there was some fringe. <laughs> he was wearing a pot leaf t-shirt. Okay. And some jeans. Cute boots, though. What is Andy's horse's name? Onyx. Yeah. I pulled that out. I wasn't sure if I had it, but I that did. Was it good. was in there. It Those was are my in there. three. Those are your three, so that's it. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. It's been a <laughs> wonderful week. And live from New York, New York. it's... It's Saturday night! Uh, when are we starting? When, when am I starting that Saturday Night Live <laughs> podcast? You laugh, but it would be a good podcast. Yeah... 20 years in, maybe. No, I think it'd be fun. Like, all right, Californians 4. <laughs> this time, they talk about the... I think it would be more fun in the beginning than 20 years in, a little bit. It would be fun, because you could talk about the people hosting, you could talk about the musical acts. It wouldn't be just talking about the Californians 4. <laughs> and Steven, this is not the time nor place. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it without you. That's why you're not invited to <laughs> oh, Saturday night a podcast. Pre- pre-recorded. <laughs> Saturday night 50 years ago. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about this episode, Zach. 
I want, I want to highlight some important things in this episode because we it's it's a fun hooting hollering terrorist episode. I mean, Who I'm loves... always I'm always fine to get out of torture if you're forgetting again. Oh shit! God damn it! Uh, it's time for everyone's favorite segment on the show. Is it because most memorable? You literally cannot remember. Unforgettable. It. I think this is three. F- now we haven't recorded this in a minute, but I think this is three for three on you not remembering lately. Well, and one time I thought it was like the ro- the other person was supposed to do you it. You were ready to go, and yeah. you were looking at me like, all right. And I was looking at you like, on. really, all right. <laughs> wow. We're going to find out <sighs> if Zach Compry. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me do that again. Let me get a clean, read, a clean read on that. Clean <clears> read. <throat> we're going to find out if like Zach comprehended the episode this week. Yeehaw! You had me for a second after not having me, and then you lost me hard flat at the end. <laughs> that yeehaw was a different kind of cowboy. Yeah. That's a YMCA boy for sure. Yes. All right, that's part of the show where we find out how well Zach comprehended the episode. He's got 20 seconds to do it. I once again opened my calculator like I do every time <laughs> that I get ready yeah, to do Yeah, keep that segment. up. That'll really help me out. That'll buy me <laughs> extra eight seconds one. of you being Jeez. confused. <laughs> Well, I don't know how long it's been, but I wrote boobs. (laughs) All right, Zach, are you ready? I don't know. Is anybody ever ready for anything in this sham of a life we live? Let me take a sip of water before you go. Let me take a sip of water before I go. I like your uh, Riley's Children's Hospital cup. Do some time there. (laughs) There... Well, as they were escorting me from the premises, I said, I'm keeping the cup. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, here It would we take go. way more than 20 seconds to explain what got me kicked out. <laughs> yeah. That would be like the next two segment. Seconds. Yeah. Very similar to the YMCA analogy. Yeah. Oh, when they're sick. Alrighty, 20 seconds is You're how right. long you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, on go. Three, two... One, go. Spike is off chasing his latest bounty, the dangerous teddy bomber who desperately wants everyone to know why he's doing what he's doing. But instead he gets distracted by perhaps the other most famous uh, bounty hunter in the galaxy, Andy, a cowboy who somehow has sponsorship deals and a fan following and who rattles Spike to his very core. They they measure dicks the whole episode. Stop. And in the end, Yeah, okay. I know, right? I did and I didn't, didn't I? You did and you didn't. Like, yeah. You almost got me there, but also sure. you didn't get me there at all. So I don't know. I, I'm going to give that a solid C+, plus, Zach. I think that you did a good job explaining the Spike-Andy rivalry, which is the point of the episode. And I got the bomber thing pretty decent. And I got that he wanted existed. to tell everyone desperately why he's doing what he's doing. That's true. That's true. That's true. I didn't get the Twin Towers. Nope. Didn't get the masquerade party. Okay. I did like that you mentioned the You already graded series. me. I'm fine with my grade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm considering that I think you might have talked me into giving you a B- minus this week, Zach. I'll take it. Yeah, you can have it. I'll take it. That's for you. Well, thanks, everybody. Hope you what enjoyed that segment. No, now, Steven, now this is the part where you can talk about what you wanted to highlight in the episode. I'd love to talk about some important, awesome things about the episode, yeah. Zach. I'll start with ones that just pertain to this episode itself. Well, before we even do that, honestly, though, could we talk just a second about what we think about the episode? Yeah, Just what do for you a think? moment, let's do that. 
I liked it. I know that we're getting very near the end of the 26 episodes of the show. So this is a fairly light episode, even mm-hmm. though it does shed a lot on Spike's ego and what makes him take a little bit in a different way than what we've seen previously. But I, I have a feeling that this is going to be just about the last sort of lighthearted episode of the series. So even though it goes across breezily, I think I'm really grateful for it because I know that it's dark waters ahead. Yeah, I agree. It is the last of the light bounty hunter episodes, I guess. You know, And it's a really cool one. I think that last fight scene is so awesome between Spike and Andy. The choreography for that is fantastic. The way they use the environment is really cool. Yeah, I mean, calling it a light episode, if you really think about it, it really isn't even very much <laughs> no, a light episode. Somebody blowing up buildings. But it, there's jokes. Even the, the guy's mm-hmm. a bomber, but he's the teddy bear bomber, and, and no one will listen to him or even recognize <laughs> that he's the same guy throughout the episode. And and Spike and Andy just dick measuring the whole time and yeah. how, how stupid Andy is, but how stupid he makes Spike look, I think, is all. Yeah, very, very funny, even though there's some heavy stuff, obviously, in the episode. I think it was very smart to, like, do the whole Faye going off with him thing, because Faye very much is the type to be whisked away by some gruff, dark, scary man and be like, wow, I see the good in him. But she's like, oh, he's just obnoxious as Spike. I can't fucking stand him. You know, and I think that's hilarious. Yeah, I remember when we first started the show, me saying a couple of times, like, obviously, they're setting up some kind of romantic thing between Faye and Spike. (laughs) And you were like, are they? <laughs> yeah, she they can't fucking stand each other, but I, I like that dynamic. Not that that doesn't often lead to boning. Oh, there's gonna be some bones. Speaking of, you can still send us in your bones. That's, Nobody that's a, here knows about that. Ah, well, send us in your bones. You'll send get a free bones. thing. Yeah, you no. you won't get shit, but send us your bones. Uh, I'll give you something. <laughs> we'll work it out separately. So, what's important from the episode? I think that the whistle song is really cool that plays every time Andy's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, Kill Bill-ish. Sure. Which is to Way say, before Kill Bill. Yeah, it, it, you know, waiting for the Kill Bill to show up. But it's kind of like a play on Western things, but it's, like, different enough that I like it. I think that Andy is a fun character, especially as an antithesis to Spike this week. He is an interesting character. I wish we got a little bit more of him because I'm so interested in why he has like marketing deals. Well, because he, he has sells- a shit ton of money. He comes from a dynasty. Like he comes from hella money. He's just doing this because he's bored. He's like fucking Iron Man. Well, I was thinking, do we live in a world where the the bounty hunters can be like celebrities, I guess? I guess. I mean, the TV shows are about bounty hunting. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. The way this show has painted the business of bounty hunting is so different from what this guy, even that he rides in on a horse. We haven't yeah. seen any horses. How the fuck does he get his horse around? Does he have a ship? Or does he just ride his horse Every from Every time he planet? shows up at a place, there's someone who's like, horse? <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> If dogs are, like, a rarity, they're just fucking around with horses now? Horses, I feel like, wouldn't be that useful in this society. Yeah, you can't get very far in space (laughs) on a horse. He did say Onyx was special. I also think that the masquerade party was kind of fun, because... He's dressed as a fucking cowboy, so, like, that part was fine, but the horse was like, can't have that Although, here. Although, why are there multiple people dressed like teddy bears, and why does the teddy bear bomber dress like a teddy bear? It's a sex thing. Speaking <laughs> of sex things, I, I kind of want to wait to bring it up on our other show, but have you heard about the store in Noblesville that got, like, a cease and desist letter from the city? No. All right, we'll talk about it. I think it's really funny. Oh, boy. I'm excited to hear about it. Does that have to do with sex? 
Sections? Uh, depends on who you're asking, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Let's talk about how this ties into the movie, Zach. Sure. It does a little bit. This is... So I I always say the wrong thing when I'm talking about this show. But this is the right thing this time. Three or four episodes you've been like, this is the one this that is ties the one. into the movie. This yeah. one ties into the movie. The movie happens right after this episode. Does Andy, perchance, show up in the movie? Andy doesn't, but... It does have to do with terrorism and bombings and those sort of things. <laughs> Great, fun. So that's kind of the, the connection that I'll say before we watch okay. the movie. I do want to talk about another cool, but less cool for us because I've been talking about it for 20 episodes waiting for mm-hmm. it to get here. But this is where they kind of foreshadow they're going to have to do Samurai Shampoo. They're like, ah, I would have believed it if it was a samurai. Him you know, being a cowboy, that's so lame. Yeah. Try being a samurai, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's a... Cool little, you know, seeing him right off into the sunset on his. And now even in the end, when he's era. like, "I have a feeling what my next job might be." Yeah. Wink, 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 wink. It's a nice little touch having him ride by the prison transport bus. Yeah, Samurai Shampoo's great. This show's great. I think it's. This episode uh, has some nice meta touches from yeah. that to Andy literally saying, "See you, space cowboy," and Spike like deflating. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's yeah. only ever been like in his head or I, whatever, I guess. If yeah, that's what it's he's like, what the be. fuck is going on? And at the end, yeah, it's funny because Andy is like, I get it. <laughs> I may be a boy and I may be on this horse riding around, but but you're a cowboy. You're the real cowboy. A gives space him the cowboy. <laughs> and I'll see you, space well, cowboy. Well, I think it's also funny how then like Spike is like, and he wasn't bad at all. He actually was just like me. I think we'd be great friends. As he's then eating the fucking soup, the the cowboy. I almost he thought it. he, well, you're right. But I, I thought he was saying that not because he actually wants to be friends with the dude, but because he said nice things about him. Because he like <laughs> fed into Spike's ego. And he's like, yeah. oh, then I don't care about this guy. He's fine. He's, like, he's actually pretty good. He was, said I was the better one, so we're good. Yeah. He, yeah. he knows what's up. I don't really see Spike trying to hang out with Andy anytime. <laughs> you know, they're buddies. We've never talked about really on the podcast, and I don't know if it's specific to the dub or if the original Japanese has it too, but the little previews that they play for the following episode that come after the uh-huh. credits are always, like, silly. Yeah. And in this one... It was Andy and Spike, like, arguing over it, and Andy talking about how the next episode was about his revenge, yeah. and how he'll, like, really get his chance to 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 get his, that he deserves, and it had me thinking, like, oh, is the next episode actually a continuation <laughs> of this? Because I'd be interested to see Yeah. That. And then it's not. That's just, it's not. like... That, it didn't say anything about what the next episode is. They just, like, joked about... There were some cryptic, like, images. Yeah. I know the next episode has, like, cult vibes or something. Mm-hmm. I thought Rain that was scratch. really funny. Yeah. I think the ending things are hilarious. And they are funny in, in Japanese, too. And it's such a nice, staunch break from the ending song, which is real folk blues. Cause it's so clearly sad and depressing, and everything's in black and white, except for, like, the reds, and, like, it's raining. And then they're, like, always something really funny, like... You know? Yeah. I think that's always really funny. Uh, you know, Zach, the next episode technically is not part of the finale, but I think it is a precursor to the ending. We start to have finalities in the show in the next episode that don't get resolved or unchanged. Interesting. So, so I want to take a couple minutes and reflect, Zach. What have been some of your, you know, standout moments for you so far in the show? Because like, it's coming to an end. How are you feeling about that? It's hard to say standout moments because I still 
am a novice with the show. I haven't mm-hmm. gone back and revisited the episodes that we've done since we've done them. Basically, my feeling has been it feels like I got more into the show than I was expecting without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And by the time I did realize it, we're so close to the end. <laughs> and I'm really excited to see some stuff with some finality happen because since we've been doing this a week at a time, it has stretched out the show mm-hmm. instead of just binging it. But it does still feel way too soon for the show to end. I, I'm interested to see what this show's legacy to me who isn't versed in anime and is used to watching shows that at least run two or three seasons, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm interested to see how I'm going to feel about this show as a whole picture by the end of it. If I'm going to feel like, well, they should have made it a more overarching story if it was just Mm -hmm. a one-season thing, or if I'll feel like, well, they should have done more episodes. I'm interested to see how satisfied, because I know how much people love the ending of this show, Mm -hmm. and I'm really interested to see how satisfied I'll feel by the ending of it, because I've felt satisfied by the show so far. Yeah. I guess it took like the first three or four episodes for me to really get into it. There was a sea rat that hooked you. That, it, it always is. Always is. I think that's pretty typical for most shows. Yeah. I think that I always stick to the three or four episode rule, especially with like anime and new shows. Because like every show has to set up its character base, has to get you attached. And that takes a little bit of time. But I think this show does a really good job. And I think you'll see this when you go back and watch it. They don't change up their formula. This is still, like, the same... Like, once they have the crew together, they they do it. And it may, at the beginning, you're like, oh, well, you know, I wish they, like, went more into it. And then they have, like, the one-off more into it episodes. But by the end, them just doing their thing works so sure. well. And I think this show Which was is... was kind of what they were doing the whole time. Yeah. And I think yeah. when you go back and watch it, I, I at least gained a lot more appreciation for the show... I believe it. Yeah, the more I watch it, the more when I like it. When you already know Spike and you go back to that first episode that just drops you into what Spike is doing that yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And I think this show is just so well done. The music, the animation was really pushing the limits for that time, at least for a show. You know, I mean, like we have some movies and the Miyazaki films like have a lot of money behind them. And this does not have movie budget money behind it, you know? So, but it constantly not every moment of every episode. You have to cut corners in Mm -hmm. something like that. But there's constantly, for my eyes, film level animation in in each episode. Some beautiful sequences. Yeah. What really caught my eye today was Mm -hmm. even in the opening credits when like the the hands like crank. Oh, I watch that every goddamn time. I do. So incredible. The we always kind of are a little harsh on the CGI because it's dated. Yeah. It's pretty much the only thing that really dates the show. I mm-hmm. think if it did, if it didn't have that, you could put this on and say it's from like 2006 and I'd yeah, probably believe it. Yeah, and I'd it. buy it. But the theme song sequence has really great CGI. Mm-hmm. You can tell they really put the time into that cuz it actually has like the characters in slight CGI animation. Yeah. I think it's, it's really so neat. Cool. In this episode, the animation moment that stood out to me most were Mostly when they're climbing the building at the end of it, mm-hmm. I thought, and it's them in the back and and something else going on in in the front. I thought was really cool, and the moment where Andy says "see you, space cowboy" and Spike has that face, it <laughs> yeah. has really strong vibes of old school SpongeBob, where they do like the close up paintings, the terror that would yeah. be like a frame of like really gross like detailed i thought his face really looked like a one or like they put a lot into this, yeah in this into that one, one frame facial yeah yeah i love it i think it's a great episode great show i'm 
excited to watch these last few episodes, but it is a little bit bittersweet, you know, getting to the end of the animated run of the show. Yep. It's going to be really interesting to go, like, now I'm into it, now I'm Uh excited to see where it's going to go, so when we finish the movie and start the live action, I'll be, like, excited for more, Mm because we're writing this thing, and then who knows what that's going to be Who knows what that'll be like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I still have not finished the live action. I've seen most of it, but not all of it, so... Who's your captain of the bebop this week, Steven? This week, I'd be hard-pressed not to give it to Stoner Jet. I mean, honorable uh-huh. mention to Andy, honorable mention to Spike. You know, great episodes for both of them, but Stoner Jet stole my heart, stole my youth. You know, I love it. I'll give it to Spike. I think this is... I've said it a couple of times. This is up there for Spike episodes for mm-hmm. me. Almost Andy, but I do actually find Andy kind of annoying, so I'm yeah. going to give it to Spike. Of the bromance, frenemy thing we've got going on here, I think I'm Team Spike. I'm definitely Team Spike as well. Well, thanks, Zach, for going on this journey with me today. You're welcome. (laughs) This has been fun, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Brokeback Bebop. We'll be back next week to talk about the 23rd, right? 23rd episode. The 23rd. scratch. The first of the final four episodes of the original run of the series. Uh, If that's 23, 24, 25, 26. Well, fuck, what episodes episodes are left? God damn it. There's Brain Scratch, one more, and then the two-part finale. God damn it. One more is. I'm sorry. God damn it. That's just the truth. I look like an idiot now. I've been saying there are three left all day. You've been fine. Now you look like an idiot. Fuck. You you didn't at first. God damn it. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you, space cowgirl. I don't know. I always want to say something clever with it, and I never have it when I try. Yeah. I'm already halfway through it, and I've got to say something. Do you have anything? See you later, space. Was that the set? Oh, I thought you were gonna... I thought you found something. No, I was setting you up. I was hoping you had something. Uh... Let's just say bye. Adios. Let's just say bye. It's bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!